Hello everybody, this is Captain Katz. And we are Katz. Alright, and welcome back to the show. Sorry we haven't been around uh, for the past couple of weeks doing a podcast. Just life. I'm just going to say it that way. Life has been in the way. Just had to work around it and stuff. So, there. Yeah. Um, and before we get going with the show, um, ahead of time, uh, happy Memorial Day to everybody. Mm-hmm. Hope you guys have a great time, a great day. Relax, enjoy it, spend time with your loved ones. And uh, honor the honor the military that served. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, hope you guys have a great Memorial Day. So, mm-hmm. without further ado, let's start the show. So, there's been a lot of things that have been going around uh, since we've been gone, and we're just going to touch up on some of the interesting ones and some mm-hmm. of the weird and bizarre ones that we're going to talk about. Well, the ones that were more recent. Yeah, but still, the weird and bizarre. Um, we'll talk about that last. Um, first and foremost, uh, next week we're going to be diving more into this topic, but, um, it's going to be the 35th anniversary of The Dark Knight Returns, Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns, uh, came out in 1986, and that year is a very important year for comic books, so I think next week we're going to be talking mostly about that, or just all about that, because that is technically the year that comic books grew up. Um, and especially that was a breakout year for Frank Miller. He, he had, um, like I said, The Dark Knight Returns. He also did um, Daredevil, brought Daredevil back in, in, in a great way. And, um, you know, Frank Miller's Daredevil run. You know, not only that, but we also had um, also iconic books as well as um, Watchmen, Mouse, uh, the Punisher Max comics, <laughs> um, and war and war jungles journals, war journals. Yeah, so yeah, a lot of stuff. So we'll dive into that all next week. But we're going to focus on um, Frank Miller's Dark Knight, and the reason why that is because not only that's turning thirty-five, but also it played a huge role in the Batman mythos because it showed a different take on Batman. Because usually before up to now, um, there was always, you know, we had the Silver Age, Golden Age, and Bronze Age Batman, you know? Well, don't forget, and we have to include the Hanna-Barbera campy Batman. Yes. That's part of the Silver Age. Um... But I digress. Um, Miller kind of came in and just went with this grittier, dark, more savage take on Batman himself. And I'm just going to say it, and I know people are going to get mad at me for saying this, but I'm going to say it. So Bat- they just ba- Frank Miller just basically turned Batman into Judge Dredd. In the DC universe. And. Why I say that is because. Dark Knight takes place. In a different. Supposedly a different timeline or whatnot, But you know. The the, the Flash Paradox thing. But I digress. Um, you know. Batman's retired in this one. He's older. You know. A lot of, a lot of his rogues gallery are either dead. Or a lot more older. Uh, James Jim Gordon knows Batman is Bruce Wayne 
vice versa. Alfred's still alive. He was 80. Um, Superman still, you know, this Boy Scout of America. You know, and we had a female Robin, the Carrie Kelly. But what makes this book iconic, this four-issue run iconic, was the fact that we saw Batman from a different light. And also answers a couple questions. Like, for example, who's actually who? Is Batman is Batman the real persona and Bruce Wayne's and is Bruce Wayne, you know, the mask or you know, Bruce Wayne is the person and Batman's the mask. You know, it answers that question. It answers that. It also answers the question: What would happen if the Batman doesn't exist for the Joker? And also, who would actually win a fight between Batman and Superman? In this case, it would be Batman. Yeah, because. You know, he knew his... Uh, well, he already knew his, his uh, um, secret weaknesses and stuff like that. And he took it to the advantage. Yeah. And also on top of that, too, you know, even age also came to play as well. Because even though even though Batman was older, was old as Superman, Superman still looked young. He still had a body of an Adonis. Still and had his superpowers intact. Everything. Yeah, he didn't age. Doesn't look like he aged. Bruce, on the other hand, aged. So age came to a play, but he took that to his advantage. Not only that, we got we had wonderful dialogue, really dark artwork and everything, and uh, Frank Miller at his best. You know, and um, if you haven't read this book, or if you know someone who's trying to get into uh, comics and graphic novels, but from an adult uh, point of view, instead of like you know, uh, happy-go-lucky old-school comics and stuff like that, you know, from the silver and golden age. Um, highly recommend you to re- uh, to tell your friends or loved ones. Hey, if you want to read a serious comic book, read this one. It's really, really, really good. Not only that, but there's, but also there's another anniversary going on, but this time for video games, and it's uh, the Metal Slug series. The Metal Slug series turns 25 this year, which I'm surprised because no one doesn't talk about it. It basically reinvented the wheel when it comes to the running gun genre. Oh yeah, I mean, we played it when we were kids, and you know, the laundry mats, or you know, mm-hmm. if it's not one, it was two. If it's not two, it's X. If it's not X, it's three. For for a long time, it was up to three, and then you know, four came out, and then four came out later, and then five, and then six, seven, eight, and the current one. Wait, there is no six, seven, eight. Yeah, there is. But well, they're all hand, but they're all consoles and handhelds. Yeah, well, they're just reimaginings of one, like no, no, Geo Pocket series. Not really. It was more because like six, seven, and eight were more, uh, more straightforward. But they took, but the the graphics changed, the animation changed, and then that's when they introduced the Kari team, the mm-hmm. Kari Warriors, Ralph Clark and Leona, into the mix. Um, but other than that, um, the original Metal Slug was really, really good, really near and dear to my heart. And uh, a couple interesting fun facts that I think a lot of people wouldn't know is that a lot of people that worked on the game. Um, and the company that created the game series 
that wasn't the company's first game. The company that created it, uh, Nazca Corporation, their first game was actually a sports game, which was also a classic in its own right. And it also um, is 25 years old, uh, celebrating its 25th anniversary. Also, a really underrated go- game, too. It's uh, Neil Turfmasters. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to say this right now. I'm not a big fan of golf games. Never really was a big fan of golf games. I suck at them. But I will make an exception for this game because it made it accessible. It looked gorgeous. And it was fun to play. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny because you can pick all these characters, but they, they all have their specializations. I mean, I forgot who the German was, but he had power. The Japanese dude has, you know, if you make it on the green, he's a master at putting. And I forgot some other people was just, you know, basic all around. Or one was all around. In, one was good a, in the bunkers. Well, yeah, one was a, in the rough. Right, one was a rough. One was a specialist. One was really good at uh, angle shots and everything like that. You know, so. Yeah, it was, it was Yeah, it was a really good game. But, like I said, you know, that was, um, there's still some other uh, interesting facts. Um, the Nazca, comp- uh, Nazca uh, Corporation was founded by a good amount of people that left Irmi, that created uh, the R-Type series and all that. And also, too, a lot of fans of the Metal Slug series also considered the last game that Irmi made. Irem. Irem, yes, thank you for correcting me. Irem, um, Irem did for the arcades was considered to be Metal Slug Zero, and that was Gun Force 2. Yeah, um, if you haven't had a chance to look at it, Gun Force 2, watch it, go online, look at it on YouTube it, see it, and then look at Metal Slug 1. It's almost the same. The only difference is just the... Ships going against ships. But the destruction is like... You can barely tell the two apart. Yeah. And I think one level looks exactly like one of the levels of Metal Slug 1 with the towers that you're supposed to destroy. Right, 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 right. Very, like, eerily similar. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, the Metal Slug team are out there doing one thing, but in reality it's the Gun Force 2 people that are doing it. Yeah, so, yeah, it's really great game. Uh, If you haven't had a chance to play play, it's really good. Um, Not only that, too, but also... um, the reason SNK was successful because they were buying, they were letting these small little companies from others that left bigger studios. That, like, you know, for example, um, Nazca was 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 from people that left uh, left that company. You also had people from Capcom and Konami that left and decided to make their own little companies, and they ended up working with SNK. You know, um, Nazca Corporation went didn't went out of business, but they were they were bought out and merged with SNK. And the only games that they ever created was the Neo Turf Masters and Metal Slug One through Three, and I think X, which was and which was at the time also fun fact X was a, an updated version of X. No, uh, X was an updated version of two, but it um, it fixed a, pro- a it, bunch of problems. It, yeah, like number like Metal Slug Two had a bunch of lag. There were certain places that were broken. Like somehow you die or you don't die. You know they, they fixed those problems. Yeah, so two was uh, adding some more stuff. I'll remember two clearly. Two was really broken. 
for better or for worse. Let's just put it that way. There was some parts that was really stupidly hard. And there was parts where it was just lag killed the momentum. Um, and then there was parts that's just like, how the hell am I going to make this jump? It's impossible. So. Or how the hell am I going to kill this boss with a pea shooter? Five minutes later, I did it. And it only cost me $2 to do it. Yeah. Or for some reason your hand is like getting all numb. Yeah. So yeah, so there was no patches or anything like that. So X Metal Slug X was basically an updated patch version of two. You know, times fly. Yeah. So you know, besides those other things that happened over the weekend, um, one of the big things: Amazon buying out MGM uh, for eight point four five billion dollars. Uh, a lot of people assume that they're, they're doing this to flex their muscle. Not necessarily. This is what I believe. I, the reason why I believe that they bought them out is because they're not buying the name. They're buying the IPs. And they have a lot of IPs. So they can use that to maybe start a new franchise or... Hey, let's let's remake a classic or bring it up to scale or Well that's gonna be very hard because MGM is responsible for some of like the big time like like legacy movies and shit. Like well one stupidly huge example, Ben Hur. Yeah. So how are you gonna do something with Ben Hur and and uh and they did a remake before and it kind of it was miserable. Oh, no, it was horrible. The comment, there was a little bit of lightness when it came to the, the chariot race, but you can never compete with the famous original chariot race. That was a proper chariot race. No, of course. Because they built it from the ground up. Oh, yes. Yeah, and there's other things we can't talk about that. Um. <laughs> well, the point is, <laughs> but the point is, you got stupid huge things like Ben Hur. I think Singing in the Rain. That's yeah. another one. Mm-hmm. Um, 2001, The Space Odyssey. That was made by MGM. Right. Yeah, but the thing is, I think the reason why they got it is because of the IPs and also on top of that too. It gives them legitimacy to actually say, okay, we have all this money. We have all these producers. We have all this stuff. Let's see if we can do what Netflix did. Win Oscars. Win Prestige. Make original content, perhaps. Right. Because now they have all these IPs, not just for film, but also for television and animation. Who's to say that they? Who's to say that? Okay, well, we can go toe to toe with uh, HBO Max when it comes to animation, even though they have Warner Brothers. Okay, we got MGM. Well, Warner Warner Brothers does have some ownership with uh, certain MGM titles, like Tom and Jerry. They were originally MGM peoples. Yeah, but they bought them out. That's the thing. Well, they only bought the IP, not MGM. Right. And because I, I, Hanna Barbera left, and they yes. bought, took them with them. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's a whole other issue. Yeah. But. but no, like I'm saying, they can like Amazon can say, okay, we can make our own Looney Tunes. What What do you guys have? Oh, Tex Avery. <laughs> oh yeah, Screwy Squirrel. Oh my God, that that's like the ultimate. <laughs> who's yeah? Who's to say they can bring back all of Tex Avery's original cartoons? 
And in case if you're wondering, Tex Avery was one of the original animators from... Uh, Termite Terrace Term- from Warner Brothers. The famous, legendary Termite Terrace. And, and he, he got pissed off because they censored one of his cartoons because of a and joke. Let, 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 uh, in, in film joke with Bugs Bunny and a dog. And uh, he didn't like it, so he quit and he went to MGM and he, you know... He made inf- cl- classics like uh, you know, sl- uh, Screwy Squirrel or some other one of those like flicks where it's like, you know, the cars of tomorrow or the people of, the, you know, that type of stuff. No, that I, The was Cat That Hated People, I like that one. Oh, <laughs> and he was also the creator of Droopy. Oh, yes. And Chili Willy. No, oh, that was later after he, he, he got overworked from MGM. Yeah, but no, but still, like I said. Um, yeah. And he also kind of incorporated uh, pinup art. Um, a lot of his female protagonists in the cartoons were that of like pin, like the, the the style and the look and everything of the pinup. Pinup and burlesque strippers. Mm-hmm. But of course, they were gags. Of course, but yeah, but you can tell. See, they can go. They can just go to toe and toe. Be like, okay, you guys got Looney Tunes. Okay, I got Tex Avery. Oh, you guys have uh, backing from DC. Oh, okay. Well, who's to say they can go and knock on Image Image Comics or Dark Horse and be like, "Hey, we got a, we got a cartoon animation studio now. Um, do you guys want us to make cartoons for your comics?" Well, there's that. Censor free. Mm. They don't even have Barney Bear. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but but still, like I'm saying, they can go to there. And then from television, you have a lot of IPs they can go from television or original content that they can create with some of those IPs, you know. Um, the sky's the limit right here for Amazon for doing that for MGM. The only thing that I that Amazon needs to do is not make a certain mistake or not make a massacre like what happened with last year. Uh, Let's put it like that. Mm-hmm. And we don't mean Amazon, we mean someone else. Yes. Hints last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like how turn, like how bad that came out to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, infamous. We thought WWE made it into an annual thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, before we go, we got to talk about the Powerpuff Girls script leak. Uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, believe it or not, you know, I was the first one to find it out, you know, you know via Twitter, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, and then I started reading more and more. And there's a lot of it out there. Yeah, it's not pretty. So, through numerous... Um, uh, re- numerous TV reporting sites and stuff like that. They're saying that the script is so bad, it was leaked, and that a lot of people, including us, read it, read a good amount of it. The script is so bad that they're literally throwing out the entire Bible, the the TV series Bible, and rebuilding it and rewriting it from the ground up again. And they're reshooting the pilot from the ground up again. Yeah. In case if you're wondering how bad it is, we're going to read you one page out of it. Without further ado, here it is. 
Um, well, just to get, give you guys a little graph, so the people in this scene is uh, Butch, Bubbles, Buttercup, and Blossom. Yeah. And the script starts out, I'll try to, you know, dis distinct between certain characters and uh, action uh, words. I'll read some. Okay. okay, so... I'll Butch. Okay, Butch. Last time I saw you, you broke off our engagement and told me you pawned the ring for drugs. Bubbles. Was that you? Buttercup elbows her. Have a drink with have a drink with us. We'll never we're never here and we'll never and we never will be again. Butch smiles, relents. Okay, one shot. Bubbles, old duels for me, please. Thank you. Butch leaves to grab them drinks. Buttercup makes eyes with a hot girl across the bar. Parentheses Macy. And then Blossom says, Aren't we here to investigate? And Buttercup, I'm here to pick up by curious brown townies. You're here to avoid Drake. Bubbles is here to investigate, but she forgot Butch hates her. Luckily, we're dealing with another hate boner, so alcohol helps. Why do, you, oh, why do you know so much about hate boners? Buttercup, life is one big hate boner. Yeah, that's pretty cringeworthy. So but that's not even the worst of it. Oh, yeah. So we're not even going to go through other pages. No, but this is how bad it is from what I've read. So apparently Bubbles... So apparently the girls have a, have a really deep-hated grudge against the professor because he robbed them of their childhood and spent the majority of their childhood fighting crime. They all decide call it quits throw him under the bus, and decide to live their own lives. Uh, Buttercup becomes a vigilante in, in a quote-unquote quote, in a quote Gotham-style city. Uh, Bubbles becomes this... Um, YouTuber, Instagram, influencer type of person... You know, the bell of the, you know, bell of the ball, darling's the world to her. But then when she comes home after a day and night of glitz and glamour, she comes home to an empty house with nothing except a couch and self-loathing. Blossom, uh, apparently, I'm just going to say it because, it because it sounds like it. So apparently Blossom kills Mojo Jojo, couldn't take the guilt, left, and tries to live a normal life. And hates it. I don't know. I mean, that reminds me of two episodes from the original Powerpuff Girls. The one where they all wanted to be their own unique superhero. And it's not working out. Right. And it takes a monster to tell them, look, I'm a monster. You know, usually you beat the crap out of us. But when we go, to monster, we go back to Monster Island, we're the heroes. And you're the zeros. But the way you're doing it is not good. You guys are not even a unit. You know, he convinces them, you know, fight like how you used to as a unit. So it reminds me of that. But it also reminds me of the other episode where they decide, well, what if we, you know, they go into the future and they realize, you know, they don't do crime fighting anymore. Mm. And guess who's the winner? Him. Right. But, the only, but, but what they're doing here is they're kind of going the reverse route and, well, considering the script that was leaked... Eh, not not a good not a good job at, at trying to use those two you no know, Powerpuff 
um, girl episodes and using it towards actual real life. To be honest, I think the CW, which was actually doing this, the CW, um, I think they're just trying to make this into the next Riverdale, since supposedly Riverdale's ending or ended. Um, so they want to try to grab lightning in a bottle twice with this and give this series a new, um, you know, edgier, more adult contemporary situational thing like Riverdale. The problem, the big problem with this, oh yeah, and the name of the series was going to be called Powerpuff or Puff or something like Powerpuff. Whatever. Um, the big difference between this and Riverdale is that in the comics, the new version of Archie where Riverdale is based off of, they actually took the time to build up the characters, the world, the situations that they're in, and including um, others, uh, other spin-off series like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, great series, great comic, um, gave them their own life and everything and whatnot. And this is Archie Comics we're talking about. This is the same Archie Comics that, you know, never took itself seriously for so long. Even then, with Archie versus Predator and Archie versus... No, Archie goes with the Punisher. Yeah. Archie, was it, a, Archie it, became a man in those comic books. Yeah. Or Jughead. Yeah, um, if you're out of chance, read them. Get a good laugh. But still... Archie, the art, yeah, the Archie comics did the bold thing and just says, you know what, let's grow them up, and it paid off very well. Really, some of the best comics that came out when they did the reboot and everything like that. Not only that, they took it an, a, either um, a step further and created horror stories with these characters. Hell, they even had Archie versus Predator too, which was surprisingly good. They turned Jughead into a werewolf. They turned Veronica into a vampire. And they brought the zombie apocalypse to uh, Riverdale. How can you not like that? And it's it's written and visually well done. And it it even puts some comics to shame. Because that's how good they were. So uh, So I'm assuming they're trying to do it this way. Give it that Riverdale feel and vibe but how the way the the script is it's just not that great uh, yeah it, it, I, I know they're trying to make it edgy and yeah modern times and all that stuff but it, it, to me the writing itself is just subpar I mean there's no nothing uh, there's, okay it's like this there's, would you ever I, would you ever talk like this in real life no, I wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the main problem. They they make them talk like they think that we would talk like this. They can't hold up a conversation. You know, and 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 and, and, it, and it's kind of well, it's kind of sucks that we couldn't read some of the other pages, but th- that just shows that like. No. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Bad writing. Oh, yeah, really bad writing. It's beyond bad writing. You know, and I, I, I honestly thought when I found out about the Predator, the, the, the actual Predator script, script that was leaked, 
like years ago before the that the the last Predator movie. Yeah, we yeah. talked about it. Yeah, 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 it's like that. You know, I read it a year ago. I was like, nah, no way, this can be the movie. Turned out it was the movie. <laughs> Surprised the hell out of me. I can see why Arnold Schwarzenegger didn't want to come back and do this. Oh yeah, speaking of which, they're planning on doing a new Predator movie. Oh. Oh, and I think they're going to bring in female Predators. Hmm. So you know what? That's cool. Oh, and it's going to take place in the past. It's not the one. It's not one of the two Predator stories that I, I said before that needed to be a movie. Mm. But at least they're going somewhere with it. <laughs> yeah, but what can you do? So anyhow. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this week. I hope you guys had a great time and a wonderful time with us. We'll try to be back doing more uh, podcasts um, more frequently. Like I said, sorry uh, for the past couple of weeks that we've been kind of on and off, on and off, on and off. You know, life, what can you do about it? So, um, just want to say happy Memorial Day. Be safe out there. Um, you know, be with your loved ones. And if you have family members are in the military or were in the military or who lost their lives during their time serving the military, you know, show them some respect. Give them a little bit of respect. Tell them thank you, you know, or, or anything. Show them that you care what they did mm-hmm. and their sacrifices, what they did. Yeah. So, yeah, do that. Until then, I am Captain Katz. And we are Katz. Thank you guys so much. I hope you guys have a great time. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful day. Have a happy Memorial Day. And stay safe out there. And we'll be back next week with more crazy, odd tales of what's going on in pop culture and the internet. So until then, take care. Have a good one. Yo-ho!